0: How many of you woke up from with an alarm clock today? <laughs> an internal alarm clock. That's okay. Or uh, you know, uh, I have uh, I set two alarms on my on my phone. 5:15 uh, and 5:30. The 5:15 is to let me know that 5:30 comes in 15 more minutes. <laughs> and uh, the coffee's set to be made at 5:10. And um, if, if I'm not down there by, by 8 o'clock, I make a new pot. Because it sat there for two hours and it's just not as good. Um, so we, uh, that's why we go through a lot of coffee. But uh, we, we, we get up uh, uh, in time to enjoy that fresh, that fresh cup. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about alarm bells and accountability today. And alarm bells, you know, my car is kind of cool when I first got my car because it has alarms on the sides that lets me know if I'm going to go into the next lane, if there's a car coming or there or, um, you know, so I don't go if I hear that beep. And uh, But the thing with those alarms, you, you get familiar with them. You get accustomed to them and sometimes you can just forget that why they're making noise and uh, we have to be careful. Um, or if I back up, it, uh, it lets me know that there's the ground. You know, you come on a slope and it's, it's seeing the ground. And so those alarms are, are important. They're there for a reason. They're there to give us notification. And so we're going to talk about having some alarm bells in our lives um, so that we grow. Uh, we grow. In our lives, and and we've been uh, pastors started a series on growth, and we're going to continue to talk about that growth, and uh, uh, open up your Bibles to Galatians chapter six. Galatians chapter six. <clears throat> We're going to read 7 through 10, and then we're going to talk about it, and then we're going to ask some tough accountability questions for us through that passage, and just allow us to put some things in our lives that um, will help us grow, that will help us mature in Christ. Amen? Chapter 6, verse 7, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Verse 9, Let us not become weary in doing good for the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Verse 10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And I want to pray over that word. Father, bring enlightenment to us over your word. Allow your truths, Father, to to resonate within our spirit, in our minds, in our hearts. Give us the ability, Lord, to live these out for your glory and for your honor. We ask you to do this in Jesus' precious name. In verse 7, it says, do not be deceived. We could stop right there and spend a lot of time on that. Do not be deceived. James tells us, do not be deceived. Uh, Job tells us, do not be deceived. 2 Corinthians speaks about, do not be deceived. 1 Corinthians speaks about, do not be deceived. If you have a a concordance or a Bible app on your phone, uh, just Google that, do not be deceived, put it in quotation marks, so it only brings those scriptures up, <clears throat> and what is do not be deceived it means that you know don't don't be deceived <laughs> <laughs> you know we uh we live in a day and age that is pretty hard to identify what's truth and what's not, what's accurate, what's false, what's real, what's imaginary, what is. Uh, what is right, what is wrong. And it's easy for us to be deceived. Yeah, I was, uh, fixing the camera here, uh, putting a little tiny, uh, uh just a little rem- uh, memory card in the, uh, the Mevo camera that, that there's, is, is really tiny. I mean, tiny, tiny, tiny. And, uh. I was telling Mario, when I, when I first got my first hard drive computer, it was about the size of a phone book, and it was 40 megabytes. Okay? The little card I put in that camera, it was 16 gigabytes. And to give you an idea, 40 megabytes, it takes 1,000. and So one phone book was the size, uh, size of a phone book, was 40 megabytes. It would take 1,000... 24 megabytes to make one gigabyte so I'd have to have a, a thousand and twenty four phone books to make one gigabyte times 16 that's what I put inside that little camera <laughs> times have changed <laughs> and and that was at the time wow <laughs> and uh, if you'd have told me you know 25 years no one, and you think, my goodness, what, which one's right? You know, you think voting yes is the one, no, voting yes keeps it, voting no doesn't, voting no doesn't keep it, and it's all confusing and we have to go, how do I not get deceived? How do I, how do I know that I know what I'm supposed to do? And then you go, who's writing these things and what is their agenda? What do they want? And it's just, oh my gosh. Let not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from their flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. It's very clear right there. Don't be deceived. Understand that what we sow, we reap. Period. God cannot be mocked. He said, you plant corn, you're going to get corn. You plant apples, you're going to get apples. Don't be deceived if God said Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changed. Our lives change. Our understanding of things change. Our point of views change. Our uh, intentions change. But don't be deceived. God doesn't change. And God can't be mocked. Understand that what we sow, we will reap. He goes on to say in verse 9, Let us not become weary in doing good. For the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Sometimes we are on the verge of giving up. Um, Being a pastor in this day and age right now is probably the hardest time of ever of being a pastor. Because you got people that will leave the church because you wear masks. And you got people that will leave the church because you don't wear masks. You got people that'll leave the church because you don't agree with this group, and you got people that'll leave the church if you agree with that group. <laughs> and everybody's got an opinion and an agenda and a desire and a, and a way of what's right and what's wrong. And we get divided. Don't be deceived. Keep the main thing the main thing. Because in the end of it all, Jesus is the one that wins. And we're either for him or we're against him. He says, don't become weary in doing good for the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Some of you might be on the verge of giving up. Well, don't give up because the harvest is almost there. You just got to push through just a little bit more. Why? Because God won't be mocked. He said, what you sow, you'll reap. Verse 10, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Let us do good to some of the people that we like. Let us do good to only left-handers. You know, this is a crazy... This world is not designed for left-handers. This world is built for (laughs) right-handers. Ask a left-hander how much trouble they have navigating through this world. I'm right-handed, but I've just heard the complaint from left-handers. Therefore, as we have opportunity, as we have opportunity, what opportunity do you have today to do good to somebody? Maybe you can buy them coffee today, buy them lunch. Who knows? We have an opportunity. Are we looking for the opportunity to do something an act of, a random act of kindness, intentionally on purpose. And we can make a difference. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. To value people. To say, you know what, your life might not be what it's supposed to be, but I value you because we are made in the image of God. Because I know that when I didn't like God, he still pursued me. He still chased me down. He still fought through my ignorance and my stupidity and my being deceived. And he broke through and he revealed himself to me. Even when I did not love him, want him, care about him, I didn't want anything to do with him. But he just was relentless. I'm doing good because he knew the harvest was coming. Until that one day I said, you know, man, my life, I just want to get closer to God. I remember thinking that. I had that thought like it was yesterday. I just want to get closer to God. And then two weeks later, from that date, I accepted Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I didn't deserve it. I didn't see the path that he had put before me. I didn't recognize it, but he took advantage of my openness. He says, therefore, if we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of the brothers. So there are two groups. There are those that are a part of the family. There's a line that says you either are in with Jesus or you're not. But we're supposed to do good to both. But especially we should come alongside of those who are family of believers. Because God has given us the opportunity not to deceive ourselves. Not to be deceived. about His character, His nature, His love for all of us, knowing that in all of the craziness that's going on in this world, God still loves this world so much that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever will believe will be saved and given eternal life. I just uh, did a memorial service on Friday and uh, um, didn't know if i was going to get to do it you know we're talking about alarm bells sometimes alarm bells go off in different fashions renee and i we were gone out of town for four days we went to uh and uh, uh just relax and rest and and we got a tour of the hotel and we were there on monday tuesday wednesday thursday came back thursday we got a phone call on friday that said uh, yes, yeah, somewhere along your tour, you may have been in contact with somebody that had tested positive for COVID-19. I'll let you know when we get our results. How we? <laughs> Some of you guys are ready to leave. The wind, the wind is blowing this way. We got tested, but you know the alarm went off. Like I'm like. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Now now what? What what are you telling me? And they wouldn't tell you who, and they wouldn't tell you at what point. You know, it could have been when you just signed in, it could have been when you were sitting down talking to somebody, could have been anybody coming through coming. And they said, well, but you might want to get tested. Oh, great. That was on Friday. Emily came down Friday night for her birthday party for Saturday, which we didn't get to go to. We didn't come to church last Sunday for the same reason. We went and got tested. We had to wait for our test results. Had to call the, uh, the people that I was going to do the memorial service for. On Monday, you know, you might want to have a plan B because I just don't know yet if on Friday I'll be able. Monday night, Renee got her test negative. We hadn't had any symptoms or anything. So, And then I got my test on Tuesday. As the board, as we were having the board meeting, negative. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, good. Kind of figured that. But the alarm went off, the alarm inside, because you just don't know what is happening. And then it made me think, you know, I'll bet you we've been walking around people all the, a lot and we don't know it. And they got it. Or you've had it and, you've, and you got over it. But alarm bells, what do you use as alarm bells in your life to bring spiritual formation, to bring uh, awareness of God's presence in your life? There's some questions here. This passage tells us that we can't, we can't fool God. We have to know God will not be mocked. Don't be deceived. God will reveal himself to us. Uh, James tells us, if you have your Bible, you can open up James real quick. Because this is, you know, James is always good to get some clarity about our lives. James chapter 1, verse 13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after their desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is grown full, gives birth to death. Verse 16, don't don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be kind of first fruits of all he created. Don't be deceived. You know, yeah, the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeing who he can devour. There is an actual spiritual forces at work. There is a negative. There is a demonic realm. There are uh, assignments that the devil is giving to his little minions or demons or whatever they are, and they are out to kill, steal, and to destroy. And make no mistake about it, it takes some spiritual warfare and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and recognizing who we are in Christ, to be able to take authority over all thoughts, to take them all captive to the obedience of Christ. Because how do we get deceived? One way we get deceived is by our thoughts that enter our mind, thinking that we can go here or do this, or we won't be, uh, attempt. We won't be tempted or won't be attacked, or we've got it, we, we, we're strong enough. But that's not true. But James just told us, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires. Well, not me, Pastor. I'm I'm entirely sanctified. I've been a Nazarene since I was three years old. Well, I don't know. Don't be deceived. Galatians chapter tells us all about the flesh. And so we have to be we have to have some alarm alarms in our lives. Go back to Galatians chapter six verse one, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit, and that's a capital S, and whenever you see a capital S, that is the Spirit of God, you should restore that person gently, But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We'll have to spend some time someday on that, the law of Christ. Verse 3, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Come on, accountability. Don't be deceived. It's easy to trick children. It's even it's even easy to trick adults if you've watched enough magic shows, illusionists, and they're fun to watch. And you just go, how did they just make that plane disappear? And it's all tricks and you know, I I can I know a few card tricks. They're not I mean they're to you they're pretty neat, but they're easy to me. And I'm just deceiving you. I'm, I'm tricking you. But the Word of God says, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. What we sow, we will reap. And He says here that we should, if anyone thinks that we're something when well, we're not, we deceive ourselves. And we have to be honest with God. We can't pull a fast one on God. God just sees everything. Amen? His eyes are going to and fro upon us all the time and that can be good and that can be that can be bad (laughs) but we do it as we watch the children as they walk around we know when we see a a youngster when when I I remember going to Disneyland and seeing seeing parents with with uh, leashes on their children and I thought oh my gosh that is so terrible that kid is gonna grow up thinking that they're a dog or something And then I remember taking Emily to Disneyland for the very first time at five years old or three years old. And what did I do? I put a leash on her. I put balloons on her. I put everything on her so that I knew that she wouldn't get away because you turn around and they're gone. God needs to put a leash on some of us. He Actually, He does have one on us. We just unclip it, you know. God notices our shortcomings and He also our, our efforts to do well. He sees our hearts. He knows. That's why He says, you know, when you mess up, apologize. Tell me you're sorry and don't do it again and let's just move on. <laughs> and that's a good a good strategy. I'm going to give you a few, I'm going to give you 10, 10 questions that we can follow and that we can uh, bring accountability to one another and be brave enough to, to put in place some questions for people to ask us as we uh, want to remain, as we, as we create some alarm bells. See, we need alarm bells in our lives to make sure that we're, we're not veeing, veering into a, a lane that we're not supposed to be in. Amen? Number one, is my, and I'm going to put these on the website later, but uh, if you write faster, we'll, we'll just, just remember them. Number one, is my personal walk with God up to date? Is my personal walk with God up to date? How do you define up to date? <laughs> so you're gonna have to spend some time with God and say, Lord, is, is our horizontal line, are we clear, are we good? Is there anything, Lord, in my way and in our way that's, that's hindering my relationship with you? Because if there is, that's, that's, don't be deceived. We have, to, we have to make sure that that's out of the way, that that's clear. That we're all good, the horizontal relationship. Because if the horizontal relation, the vertical, sorry, the vertical relationship is is uh, uh, Tony's right there. It's not horizontal. He's going vertical. (laughs) Our vertical relationship. If our vertical relationship is not right, our horizontal relationships will be wrong too. Right? Is my horizontal relationships up to date with one another, with each other? Am I holding anything against you? Am I, am I, am I putting my, my offering at the altar and I'm ignoring the fact that I need to go and make something right? Because that's according to his word. So is my personal walk with God up to date? Number two, am I keeping my priorities straight? Am I keeping my priorities straight? Am I keeping God's priorities straight? straight? Are God's priorities and my priorities in alignment with one another? And how do I keep accountability for that? How do we keep that harmony? You know, sometimes we think of trying to keep balance in our lives by if I I spend so much time here doing this, if I spend so much time here doing that, if I spend so much time over here and I keep it all balanced, my life is going to be good. Well, you can't balance your life. But you can bring harmony into your life. The harmony of God's will, God's word, God's spirit, His joy, His peace, His patience, His kindness, His gentleness, His self-control in my life, allowing me to, as His word said, give every opportunity to These are already some hard questions. Do I have an accountability partner? Do you have an accountability partner? And if you don't, pray over it. Ask God to bring somebody to in our lives. We all need an accountability partner. We need somebody that will ask us the hard questions. That will say, "Hey, how how are you doing today? How are you really doing today? You know, what are the things that you've been struggling with that you wanted us that that you wanted Uh, Freedom, permission in your life to speak into that and to ask you and to hold you accountable. And that's growth. And that's not easy. And we have to do it too. As pastors, especially. Do I have somebody with authority in my life? God's Word. Number five, am I sensitive? to what God is saying to the whole body of Christ? And am I sensitive to what God is saying to me personally? What is God speaking to me in my life, in the season of my life, and this process of my life, and where we are right now in this pandemic? don't matter. Because there's always going to be something. There's always going to be a crisis. There's always going to be things that are not going well, and (laughs) He never promised us a rose garden. In fact, he said, you know, they hated me, they're going to hate you. They tried to kill me, they're going to try to kill you. It's not easy to live a life for God. But what other what other choice do we have? Nobody's given me another uh, option that's better than the one that I have. Amen. Number six, am I overconcerned with building my image? Oh. Am I overconcerned with building my image? See, understanding the relationships that you build with others and their perception of you will affect your ability to achieve your dreams and goals, bring people into church to build the kingdom of God. The relationships that we build with others to be strategic, not manipulative, but to be mindful and to say, this is who I want others to see me as. What's the image that I'm building for others to, to see? Lord, let, let the people see Christ in me. For it is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And if that's true, then all the people should see is, is Lord, let me decrease and so Christ can increase in me and all the people see is Christ. And that's not always easy to do, especially if you drive in the streets of Southern California. We go into the restaurant and it's just a little bit busier than normal or they got my order wrong. I asked for no pickles. How hard can it be? No. Or do we just say, hey, you know, it's okay. No big deal. We got all the time in the world. You know? It's, it's fun. You know, we, we, we like Chipotle, and Renee will order it, and we'll, I'll go pick it up, and it's, you know, it's supposed to be ready. It says, eight, you know, 8.15 is supposed to be ready. So I go in there at 8.15, it's not ready. And I'm yelling. No. I'm just laughing at all the other people that are in there yelling and all mad. And, and they're like, I can't believe this. I'm looking at them. It's really all right. You're going to get your meal. I think, you know, you're not going to die in the next 20 minutes of starvation. The body of Christ. The church. The image of the church. Of everything. Being a Nazarene, being just whatever you whatever we are, right? What does that mean? You know, we even thought about, you know, I mean, as you as you change the to change the name of a church or or not to, to, to build an image, to build an idea, you know, and we've been building the brand L M one for La Mirada First, just to reach people that like L M one. And that's okay. But it's all about Jesus. We certainly know, after three years, we've been here almost three years, I know, I know pastor's mission (laughs) for our church. Love God, love others, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And everything is wrapped around the power of the Holy Spirit. And he is a prayer warrior. And he is a demon hunter. And, And be in prayer for him. Because of that. Because God takes him into places that He says, no, Renee shouldn't go there. She's not equipped. You know. Come on now. But some of you are prayer warriors. Some of you are ready to go out and hunt the enemy. We will be praying for you as you were in the battlefield. I don't shy away from the enemy, but I certainly don't cause trouble for <laughs> where I don't belong. I'm Am I a loner in my leadership and in my personal life? I know people that, uh, that think that their relationship with Christ needs to be a secret, that it's just personal, it's just between them. It's well, That's not right. Jesus sent us out. He's sending us out two by two to go out and to make disciples of all the nations. If, if we couldn't meet here, because, you know, what are we going to do when it starts raining? Well, some of y'all are going to get wet. <laughs> Bring umbrellas or we're going to sit in our cars or or tent. There was a really nice tent at the uh, uh, at the memorial place. They they had a really nice outside tent. said it was waterproof. Wow, this is nice. But hey, by the time the rain comes, we might not be able to meet on this parking lot anyways. So we have other things to consider. But if you're alone in our walk with Christ, you need to have friends. You need to share. You need to go out and you don't have to stand on the street corner and, and well unless God tells you to do that <laughs> but uh, we can't this is not a, a lone ranger kind of a thing. This is a hey let me let me share with what's going on in my life during this crazy pandemic thing. How, how do you make it you know how, do you, how are you getting around? How do you get by? Because you know? people people are concerned. They need hope. They need encouragement. They need some tangible evidence that things are going to get better. And the only thing we can tell them is it does get better in Christ. Amen? Amen? Number nine, two more. Am I aware and honest about my weaknesses? If you don't like the word weaknesses, blind spots. How's my blind spot? Do we have an accountability person? Do we have the courage? Do we have people that we can trust? You don't have to have, you don't have to tell everybody, but we need certain people. We need to have somebody. We need to have those alarm bells that we can stay in our lane and we can say, be honest. Be honest with me so that I can stay true to God so that I cannot be deceived and I can go out and, and look for opportunities to do good to all people especially to those in the as believers and and share God and share Christ and win people that that need Jesus because that's what we need some of you guys need to come to this worship service just to just to get filled with God's presence And if you're really bold, invite somebody. I don't know how many people they're going to be able to seat, but we'll just, we'll fill it. And number 10, the last one, is my calling constantly before me? In other words, is God's purpose in my life constantly before me? I constantly allow for God to take my life, let it be. Only an all for thee. I mean, do we really, do we really say, you know, I have died in Christ. It is, it is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And yet, we're ruled by our flesh, and we're ruled by our emotions, and we're ruled by all this craziness. This world is divided. And the only thing that's going to unite it is Christ, Amen. is the love of God. It is for us to say, How can I help you? Okay, I don't believe the same thing that you might believe, but I, I still want to pray for you. I still care for you. I still want, if I can help, let me know. But this world is gone. Don't be deceived. There certainly are uh, works of the enemy at, at, at work. In this world, always has been, always will be. To be tempted, to be uh, deceived, to be carried away, to be no longer worthy of the calling that God has given us. But we can, we can make a difference. Palmer, you can come on up. As we spend just a few minutes just worshiping God, ask Him some of these things. Lord, how's my personal walk with You? How's my priorities? Are they in line with Your priorities? What are the hard questions I need to have answers to in my life, Lord? Lord, bring somebody of accountability into my life. Bring somebody that I can partner with that we can Iron sharpens iron, that we can come together. You know, there's a men's Bible study every Friday night at 6.30. It's on Zoom. And there's been a faithful two, three, four guys that have just come every week to just talk about scriptures, to, to pour into each other, to do life together. And if you can't make it on Friday night, let us know what night you can make it. happen. It may not be pastor or myself. It may have to be you guys. It may have to be one of, one of you leading it. And you go, oh, I can't lead it? Well, yeah, you can. I'll give you the passcode. You can start it. And you can just inquire of the Lord to help you do the rest. That's right. yeah. And you can simply just say, "Hey, how's your day today?" Let's pull up some scriptures. Let's let's talk about not being deceived. Let's talk about the power of God's spirit in our lives, let's, the Holy Spirit. Let's let's see what we can do to encourage one another. Let me pray. Father, we thank You for this day that You've allowed us to have and Your Word, Lord, that is so true in our lives. Lord, we we come before You and we're asking to help us to not be deceived by the enemy. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to take our eyes off of You and, and Your Word and Your truth. But Lord, we also pray for the courage to live out that which You have called us to and what You have equipped us for. Lord, so today we just come humbled and desperate and scared and conflicted and encouraged and solid in You. Because our hope is placed in nothing less than Jesus Christ. And so Lord, we ask You to use us to align our lives with Your purpose and Your priorities. And give us opportunity to do good to all people, especially to one another of the faith. And may You be glorified In our efforts. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.